Blog Talk Radio. Advisory Association and sits 
on the Board of Trustees for Aid Services of Dallas. Michelle has dedicated much of her personal life to educating others on HIV-AIDS through the greater Dallas area and across the United States. She has appeared on the nationally syndicated Michael Basin radio show, which has over 8 million listeners daily and was nominated to the Presidential Advisory Council on HIV-AIDS in 2010 and has traveled to Austin and Washington, D.C. to speak with elected officials regarding the impact of the politics surrounding HIV-AIDS. This week, Michelle, along with the other national queens, are headed to Memphis for the 10th annual Miss Plus America pageant. And let's welcome Michelle to the show. Hello, how are you? I was like, who are you talking to? Is that me? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it's all you. You've done so great with your platform. Um, I'm excited to get you on the show. So to um, people listening that are not familiar with your story, do you know how you became infected with HIV? Um, I became infected with HIV and while I was in a relationship with someone who I had been in a relationship with for two years. And um, I'm not sure if he knew if he was positive or if he was positive and just didn't tell me. And so it was uh, what I assumed to be a loving relationship, and it wasn't later on until 1999 when I found out I was HIV positive. So once you were diagnosed, did you go through a depression, uh, you know, finding out, and were you angry, or what was your reaction when you first got diagnosed? Well, when I first got when I first got diagnosed, I was in utter shock, and the first thing that came to my mind was that I was going to die, and that I just did not want to live my life like that. Um, I was angry. I cried. I didn't know how I was going to tell my family. I was ashamed. I went through the whole blame game, that whole shoulda, coulda, woulda thing, and it just, it was devastating for me. I did go through a depression for um, a few years, and even mm-hmm. now I, I'm still, you know, trying have some issues with uh, being diagnosed but am understanding better through education that, you know, I can get beyond this. So what was the turning point? that turns from uh, depression into becoming an advocate um, to educate other people? Well, it's funny. Um, going, I had initially was with the AFIA Center as a client, and I would help them out with a volunteer and help them with different events that they had going on in the community. And the um, the director of the uh, of the assistant, Marsha Jones, uh, pulled me aside, and you know we began to talk about how I felt about becoming infected. And the one thing that she told me was that I had I hadn't done anything wrong or different to become infected, and that was my turning point. That was you know she she began to tell me that you know I had a voice. You know, that I shouldn't, I don't have to waste away and die. You know, that I can begin to share my story with other women so that they won't become infected like myself. Now, there is a misconception that when you have um, HIV or AIDS that you are skinny and sickly looking, but that's not the case at all, correct? No, that's not the case. Um, HIV doesn't have a face. It doesn't have a look. 
So that's why we encourage people to get tested. Uh, back in the day, in the 80s, yes, that was the look for because they didn't know what was going on at the time, and, you know, they didn't know how to treat people. So, yes, they began to look um, emaciated and skeletal looking and, you know, dead men walking, so to speak, kind of look. And now with treatment, the advancement of treatment, that you no longer have to look like that. So you can be full-figured and voluptuous and beautiful. <laughs> right. And so what's the best way to prevent HIV-AIDS? The best way for me to, the best way I could say to prevent HIV-AIDS, of course, I'm, I could say abstinence all day long, but the reality of it is it's not going to happen. Women need to empower themselves to protect themselves against hiv and at times it can be quite difficult, you know, depending on the circumstance, the relationship that you're in. It could be an abusive relationship. It could be, um, you know, where you're on drugs and and it comes down to having to take care of your needs and using a condom may not be on the radar. But we empower, I empower women to, you know, to love yourself first. Because at the end of the day, you're the only one that matters. So using a condom to, is the safest way from uh, to uh, uh, excuse me, it's the safest way from not being becoming infected with HIV. Now, why did you choose to enter a beauty pageant? It seemed like you already had a lot on your plate, and you know, you being an activist. So, what what drew you to a beauty pageant? I, you know, I initially I wanted to do it. Um, for a number of things, uh, one thing was that um, I wanted to live outside of the box, and I wanted to do something that people said that I couldn't do because I was HIV positive. Society says that I am a waste, uh, that I should be live my life quietly and waste away and die, but I choose not to do that. Another reason why I chose to enter the pageant was to create a voice for HIV positive women to show, you know, to raise awareness of this disease and the effects that it has on black women. And so that's initially why I went in to the pageant. Now, how did winning the title of Miss Plus America help you in promoting your platform? Oh, my God. <laughs> it opens so many doors that I was not able to go into. I I tell you, it completely changed my life. It gave me um, some validity, so mm-hmm. to speak, as to, you know, the person that who I was. And I, I tell you, I just cannot express how much, Winning that title meant for the HIV community. Really? You know, it, yeah, it, I, I have received so many overwhelming responses from people who were empowered that, you know, that they can do anything, anything they want to do, and that HIV is just a very small facet of their life and no longer dictates the outcome of their life. And so I was overwhelmed by that response. It was just truly amazing to be able to go to the White House and be able to share my story with um, people and and, and just to give, you know, other women hope that, you know, that we don't have to die from this disease. We have to be quiet. You know, we can be a part of society. We can be a productive member of society. Now, this week, I mentioned earlier, we're going to Memphis, and you're going to crown 
uh, Miss Plus America 2012, but your advocacy with HIV and AIDS will not end. And I know you're currently working on a campaign that will be launching soon. Tell me a little bit about that. The name of the campaign is In With Red, and it's a campaign to design. It's a it's a campaign um, designed to raise awareness of poverty associated with HIV infection among African American women. And the campaign is designed to create economic empowerment for Black women by focusing on creating wealth for positive women and for those at greater risk for becoming infected. It will also educate and provide tools that will facilitate positive life outcomes for all. For all women. All right. So is is that something that uh, like is already you're already getting things out, or there's uh, a launch date is in the future? The launch date is in the future. It's September fifteenth. Uh, we are actually I take that back. Let me back up a little bit. We are actually introducing um, in with red at the International AIDS Conference that will happen in July at the. Um, at the International AIDS Conference, I'm sorry. And uh, it's very, I just, I can't wait for, I can't wait to see what's going to come of it. We've been getting a lot of uh, positive responses from the In With Red campaign. And, again, it's just another avenue to raise awareness of the infection rates among African-American women, especially here in Dallas, where we know that 7 out of 10 women in Dallas right now, our African Americans are infected with HIV. Seven so this out is of something ten that really needs to be done. Seven out of ten. Yes, wow. Wow, that's yes, a lot. That is quite a bit. And so we need to have this this type of campaign so that again we can raise awareness, so that we can start educating women. You know, we know that poverty is one of the social determinants that causes HIV infection because more than likely. African-American women or women in general will likely do things that they would not do to make sure that their family is fed, mm-hmm. that their electricity is turned on, you know, and those life-changing, you know, things that need to happen. So we, we're creating this campaign so that we can give them the tools, okay, hey, let me show you another microeconomic thing that can, that can help you make money mm-hmm. so that you won't have to make those decisions. And that's what In the Bread is all about. Well, awesome. That sounds like a, a fabulous campaign, and you definitely have my support. Anything I can do to help. Thank you. Thank now, you. Now, we have to plug the Miss Plus America pageant because it starts <laughs> tomorrow. Are you yes. sad that your reign is over? Yeah, I'm sad. You know, um, I'm very emotional right now because, I'm trying not to get emotional now because Miss Plus America changed my life. I am so grateful that the vision was given to Melissa Stamper to create an event such as this to give women a voice for whatever platform that they have. You know, just a platform to show, you know, hey, I'm beautiful. Just because I'm plus size doesn't mean that um, I'm not, you know. And it, and it really, it just breaks all negative connotation of plus size women. And I'm just, was I'm so honored to be a part of that. I'm so honored that they bestowed me this title so that I can continue to do what I need to do so that another woman does not become infected with HIV. 
Yes, and you represented the crown really well. You you did a really good job. I'm proud of you. Um, Thank you. And um, I want to go through the schedule of events. I know I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, so I'm pulling it up on the website. Um, (laughs) Okay, so the Miss Plus America pageant starts tomorrow in Memphis, Tennessee. We are going to be at the... Hilton, Memphis, um, and you can go to the website, MissPlusAmerica.com, and the schedule of events, there's a link on the home page, and this is, there's a schedule of events. Um, everything is not open to the public. Some things are just for delegates only, so the things on the schedule with ticket prices by it are the things that are um, open to the public, so it's something going on from Wednesday to Saturday. It's a whole entire week. And um, Saturday, um, the new National Queens will be crowned. So, again, the website is MissPlusAmerica.com. And follow Miss Plus America on Twitter and Facebook to keep up with everything we're going to be doing this week. Now, Michelle, what's um, next for you? Anything you got coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Well, right now, um, I not too long came back, I think it was last month, from shooting a national campaign called by the CDC called West and HIV Together, where I will be one of the spokespersons, and I will be uh, in video and on billboards across the country, and from my understanding, including Japan, so I'm wow. really excited about about that. Uh, I'm booked till March 2013 <laughs> at different events as Miss Plus America. And um, what I'll do is I don't have my calendar exactly in front of me, but I will post all those different events online so that people can come out. And if they can't come, just root me on. Well, that's awesome, man. Tell us your official website. Do you keep your website updated with everything? I have no, I have not uh, <laughs> completed my website. I know, girl, I know it's bad. I've been, so, <laughs> I've been so busy. So, But they can catch me on Facebook. Okay, and what's the, the, the link to your Facebook? Uh, you would ask me that. <laughs> well, it would be the fan page, so just Miss Plus America it's 2011. Yes, Miss Plus America 2011, or they can catch me on Michelle Anderson slash Miss Plus America 2011 on Facebook. And um, your Twitter handle is? HIV Beauty Queen, given to me by Robert Brining, who um, was the very first person to interview me when I was 2010 with Dr. Bell Plus America. All right. Well... <laughs> That's exciting, and I I look forward to all of the fabulous things you do. And um, I look forward to seeing you this week in Memphis tomorrow. You'll be there tomorrow? I will be there tomorrow, and I can't wait to see you and give you a big old hug. Yes, I cannot (laughs) wait. And uh, I see already we're going to have a lot of tears and a lot of fun. The the outgoing queens always have amazing stories about how their reign was. So I can't wait to hear your your speech is going to be good. Yes, ma'am, it is. If I can get through it, it's, <laughs> it's going to be really good. <laughs> well, I've already warned everybody. It's, yeah, brain some tissue. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
I'm ready. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, and I will see you in Memphis. Thank you. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And up next on the show is 8 Plus Divas. 8 Plus Divas was founded in October 2012 by sisters Rosanna and Gazana on the basis of promoting confidence, health, style, and events specifically tailored for plus-size women. They encourage all women everywhere to love their bodies, feel beautiful, and be healthy. They blog about the latest plus fashion, designers, modeling events, and health and nutrition. In addition to blogging, they exclusively produce the hottest San Francisco Bay Area annual plus fashion show and other events like clothing swaps, theme photo shoots, and dance and nutrition sessions. The definition of an A-plus diva is a woman size 8 on up to a 32-plus who is confident, smart, sexy, embraces her curves while still maintaining a healthy lifestyle. She is wonderfully made, and she is an A-plus diva and flaunts her curves unapologetically. Let's welcome... Eight plus divas to the show. Hi, ladies. Hi. How are you? What's good? Hey, Janice. Hey. Now, am I pronouncing Gazana? Am I saying your name right? It's Gazania. Gazania. I'm so sorry. (laughs) No problem. So, how did Eight Plus Divas come about? Well. Um, it came about basically, um, me and my family had moved to the suburbs basically, um, in Central Valley, California, about three years ago. Um, so we moved there and I started working out. And then I noticed that I started wearing um my workout clothes as basically a daily outfit. <laughs> so then what happened was, um, I ended up start out, you know, I went to the different stores in that area and I tried to find um clothes for plus size. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it was a lack of clothing, especially in that area for plus size. So I thought to myself, I said, you know, I wanna create a movement that inspired all women, especially plus size women, to be more confident and then provide information to let them know that they too have options. And so, you know, when it comes to style, and that they don't have to wait basically until a so- until their size blank. You know, a lot of people say, oh, when I get to a size 2 or 6 or 10, I want right. to get in that hot suit. It's all about doing it now. So, so then I'm here. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I had called my sister Gazania, and then we had created a plan. And then that's how we're here today, you know, two years later, about to have our second annual fashion show. Now, prior to starting A Plus Divas, was there anything like this um, in the Bay Area? Yeah, there was um, one fashion show. I know Tracy Collins um, had her Kiss the Curve fashion okay. show. But it still was a need for more things like this in the area. Yeah, it wasn't really a strong presence in the area. So we wanted to make an event where it's something that's family and people come out and to kind of bring the plus-size community, especially in this area, together and have events. Now, I also noticed that you, um, you know, have a strong emphasis on nutrition. Like I saw one of your videos and you were talking about healthy snacks 
And is one of your main missions, even though you're plus size, it doesn't mean that you're un- unhealthy. Yeah, well, that, nutrition to me is very important. That So, you know, in order to, to change, it's the saying where it says, um, what's the saying? They say you have to change the way you eat in order to change the way you think. So mm-hmm. in order to be confident and to love yourself, you still need to include nutrition and, um, you know, just have a brighter outlook on yourself. So and no matter, also, you know. And I saw you do dance as well. Oh, yeah, and we incorporate this in our fashion shows. Because I am a, a dancer and choreographer, and that's my background. I used to do dance production for uh, professionally for a dance company. But um, so we incorporate that in our fashion show. We have cultural we have dances, dance performances, uh, comedians, spoken words. So we incorporate the live, uh, the arts into the fashion show to make it create a nice, um, you know, entertainment for the show. Now, I also looked on your website, and I saw there was a wellness membership. Now, what's the wellness membership? Okay. Well, the wellness membership is a business that we incorporated with this business. It's called Melaleuca, and it's basically um, a company that offers a lot of, you know, wellness products for your everyday life. So a big part of A-plus Divas is 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 feeling good by, you know, those good fashions on the outside, but you really, really stress being healthy on the inside. So that's excellent. Yeah. Now, yeah, why it's, it's like a, it's a complete ahead. package. Right. I was going to say that it's a complete out. package, of course. Feeling good on the inside and feeling good on the outside. So it really doesn't matter what size you are. The whole thing, that, the really thing that's vital is feeling good on the inside, and if you feel good on the inside, and the outside looks great and fabulous. Love it. Now, why did you start at a size eight? <laughs> that is a good question. We get that. We get asked that question a lot. The, there's three reasons why we start at eight. The first reason, my other sister, Gertie, actually, we have uh, four other sisters, but she's a size eight, and she went to this uh, famous, well-known modeling agency in San Francisco, and they said, um, we don't really use your size because you're a plus size, and she was size eight. So we was kind of like, okay. So they consider size eight to be plus size. And right. then the second reason why, because um, most designers choose sizes zero to six or 12 to 14, 12 or up to 20, and they leave out size eight and 10 and then those above 20. So we want to include everybody. That's why we say size eight up to 32 plus. Because in our fashion show, we have anybody of any size, no matter how big you are, you can be in the show. So you don't, don't discriminate. No, we don't discriminate. And then also we launched it on October 8th. So everything is 8, 8, 8, 8. So 8 plus Jesus. <laughs> now, the big thing that's coming up is a fashion show called Passport Divas. Now, tell me about this show that's coming up. Well, the show is July 28th, and um, it's going to be in Alameda, California. And the Curvy Fashionista, actually, she's going to be a guest speaker there. So I'm so excited right. because I actually haven't met her in person, but I guess I'll get a chance to see her when she comes out to the show. And um, the theme is Passport Diva because we're going to um, we're gonna have cultural dances, and the whole theme is the plus-size woman traveling. So that's the whole theme. And we're going to have some cultural dances, uh, Tahitian dancing, belly dancing, and then we're showcasing about 10 designers. And what's also special is that, um, <clears throat> excuse me, 
we have two designers, plus designers, they're new, and they never showcase their line in the USA. And that's uh, KSY Plus. She's from Thailand. You probably heard of her, KSY Plus. And then Dia Curves. Um, she's actually from London, but her clothes are made in Africa. It's African inspired. So we're really excited about having this show and having and showcasing them. All right. So you got a couple world premieres that's going to happen on your runway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so if anyone is listening and still wants to be a model, is it too late for that? Yeah, we did the casting for that. And we're all set for models right now. Yeah, right now we have about 20, 24 models. So, <laughs> Okay, so you're full. Cool. <laughs> what about <laughs> sponsors, vendors? Are you still looking for those? Yes, we do. We still have nine spaces for vendor spaces left. And then we have one space left for the runway. And so if somebody's interested um, in, in being a sponsor or a vendor, vend, uh, vendor, how do you go about doing that? Um, basically, they can contact 8plusdiva at gmail.com, or they can contact us directly on our website at 8plusdivas.com. Now, how much are the tickets, and where can they be purchased? The tickets are $25 online. It can be purchased right on our website, um, 8plusdivas.com. And then at the door, tickets will be $30. All right. That's good to know. So it's better to get your tickets in advance. Yes, because our last year's show, it sold out, and um, we had, like, about 20-plus vendors, and we got real great reviews as far as the people who came that said they're going to come again. So it's a really great event, very entertaining, like, to involve the audience, and um, it's kind of like a community event, and we have a lot, a lot of fun. And plus, me and Rosanna... And plus, uh, four other plus-size women, we're going to do a special dance this time also. <laughs> oh, okay. So that sounds <laughs> exciting. So yeah. um, besides this fashion show, I know you're all focused on the fashion show. Are there any other things coming up that we could be on the lookout for? Oh, yes. And we're going to be having plus-size clothing swaps coming up, um, more things, photo shoots. And we're also going to um, start doing dance and nutrition um, series classes. And so all of that will just be updated on the website? Yes. Well, and tell us your official website so everybody can check it out. It's www.8plusdivas.com. And our Facebook page is um, Facebook slash 8plusdivas.com, and then our Twitter is 8plusdivas, and YouTube, 8plusdivas. <laughs> and... um. And you said again, Marie is going to be there. I want to make sure everybody. Um, yes, uh, Marie. Yeah, the Curvy Fashionista will be a special guest. She's going to uh, speak uh, briefly at the show. Um, and our designers that's going to be showcased is Ashley Stewart, Dress Barn, Chanel Karma, Simpson for All, Always for Me, Nicole Raymond, and Masari, and KSY and Dear Curve. So about nine and ten that will be showcased. And who is the host? Is he like a local uh, personality? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Corey Page is the host, and he's a comedian and a spoken word artist. And he uh, he hosted it last year, and he was really great, very funny, involved the audience. So he wants to use him again this time. So yeah, Corey Page, <laughs> he's a local artist. Well, awesome. Well, I, I I haven't had a chance to meet you ladies either. I wish I could come to this show, but I'm gonna be on the opposite coast, but we're going to have to meet up some somewhere soon. Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, 
Well, I'm a big fan of you, Kenya. <laughs> thank, and, yeah, and thank you for always posting the show, because I see when you post the, the Plus Model Radio, not only when you're on, but you do it all the time. So I want to let oh, you know no, that I, I really I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm a fan. So, so continue success. Have a successful show. I would definitely be looking out for the pictures and videos. And, again, the website is 8plusdivas.com, right? Yes. Well, thank you, ladies, for being on the show, and enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. And last but definitely not least on this show is Meryl Ladyfingers. She was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, and started singing and dancing at the age of three. In 2001, she founded the plus-size pop burlesque group, The Glamazons. They performed for years in New York's downtown cabaret scene, gay clubs, and at private parties. The group became finalists in the top eight on season two of America's Got Talent, appeared in a national campaign for Torrent, and performed throughout the country and Italy, and appeared in the New York Times, New York Post, Bus Magazine, Seventeen Magazine, on Entertainment Tonight, Access Hollywood, and Meryl's last performance with the Glamazons was on November 1st, 2010 at a benefit for Disney's Only Make-Believe Foundation at the Schubert Theater on Broadway. After having both of her feet operated on, she is no longer performing, but continues to produce, cast, direct, and manage the Glamazons. And let's welcome Meryl to the show. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I know you. You must be tired because the Glamazons performed today. You were out and about, right? <laughs> uh, it was yesterday, actually. It was yesterday at Gay Pride in New York. Oh, okay. Yesterday yeah. So you started out in the industry as a plus-size model. Now tell us some of the things you did as a plus-size model. Um, well, the first thing I did was I did the Lane Bryant Fashion Show, which was in, oh, gosh, maybe 2004, I think. I think it was the last big fashion show that they did, um, and Mia Tyler was in it, and Kim Coles, and Roseanne Barr hosted it. It was a lot of fun. It was one of the highlights of my career. Wow. <laughs> and then I did I did a uh, fashion show for Imitation of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, and um, I did some modeling for I did like Glamour magazine and Marie Claire and some other some other magazines, and um, did a lot of musical theater. So you decided to switch and go into music. How did the Glamazons come about? Well, the Glamazons came about, um, actually, I started off in music and um, and acting and dancing, and um, I did the national tour of the show Grease in the year 2000. And had a wonderful time. We opened at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, and it was just an amazing experience. And um, after I got off of tour, I was auditioning for musical theater, and I did a cabaret show that was like a one-woman show that was an hour by myself. And um, and I got really lonely, and I was like so I so wanted to like perform, like I wanted to be a rockette <laughs> more than anything else. Right. But I obviously wasn't built to be a rockette, and um, 
my mother actually had suggested to me that I should start a group of plus-size girls who sing and dance. And we started off as a burlesque troupe, doing mostly mostly dancing, and um, and we did like strip tease acts, and we stripped to pasties, and we sang, and it was it was a lot of fun. And um, it's hard to uh, start a girl group because you know girls become women, and we have biological clocks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so it's hard to keep them going. And I always say I should have started a boy band <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to deal with anybody leaving. But, of course, you know, a lot of the girls have left over the years, and I've, you know, been trying to keep it going and looking for fresh new talent. Well, is the ultimate goal of the group to have a song on the radio, or is it strictly strictly a performance troupe? I, we would love to have a song on the radio. We recorded uh, an album a few years ago and had some, some songs there that we tried to get out, and it wasn't that successful. So um, I'd like to try again. <laughs> okay, so it is, it is a goal to be like a like a Destiny's Child, but, you know, not the same type of music. But yeah. That's a, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would love to do that. It's just, just a matter of finding the right mix of girls and, you know, getting the group in the right direction. Now you broke out into mainstream by becoming a finalist on America's Got Talent. Now, yeah. how did that exposure bring more opportunities for the group? Um, it was great. The exposure was great. It was, it was such a different time. It was five years ago, and it was, was before. It, that long ago? it was. It was. Wow. It was before Facebook became really popular. Wow. And before Twitter. Really? And yeah, and it was I didn't even have internet on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so, it it's kind of it's kind of sad because I feel like if it was now, things would be so things are so it's so much easier now to get in touch with people, you know? Right, right. So like we were calling people to vote for us. You know, oh, we were texting too, but you know, it, it was mostly just the circle of friends, people that we knew, mm-hmm. and um, it, you know, it wasn't that easy to to reach out to people. It was MySpace, you know? I guess, was the top. Yeah, okay. MySpace, but it was so hard to load. Like it took forever to load the pages. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. And, and um, you know, I just remember being in like the the computer the the computer center, the little office center at the hotel that we were staying at. You know, trying to you know, go on MySpace and reach out to people. And it was just, it was, I mean, it's just so much easier now. I just wish, I wish that we had the technology back then that we have now, you know. But you still got a lot of exposure from we that did. show. Yeah, we did. We did. And there's some great clips on YouTube that you can, you can look up and watch them. And um, I do that when I'm, when I'm down or bored. <laughs> <laughs> so now you have auditions coming up for a new member. Are you looking for one new member or more than one? I'm looking for a couple of new members. Uh, it's kind of up in the air right now as to how many. But um, the group has been five girls. It's been four girls. It's been three girls. Can't really go lower than three because then it would just be a duet and it wouldn't really be a group. But right. um, but it usually, I mean, anywhere from three to five members is is good. So and it's always it's always good to have more because you know it's always it's so there's power in numbers. I think. And- are there specific requirements you have to meet to uh, be able to audition? Well, I'm looking for, for girls who can sing and dance and um, who are plus size 
you know, plus size today is over a size 10 or 12. Um, and um, on on the casting notices, I have an age requirement of, I think it says 18 to 30 or 21 to 30, which is kind of up in the air because it's hard to tell whether or not if you're 18 you can get into the clubs to perform, you know. But if you're um, over 30, you 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 hang it up over 30. No, I mean I mean you know 30 <laughs> is nowadays you got lots of people that look 30. It's just you know it's just a number. It's I think it's a lot. It's harder as you know as women get older because you know they want to start families and right. It's, it's hard to commit to like a schedule of touring or performing a lot and doing a lot of like late night gigs and. So what kind of commitment does it take to be a Glamazon? Um, well, it really depends because I'm very flexible with whoever, you know, if I find the right person, then I'll, um, I'm very flexible with them. Which, so it's, it's, been, it's been different in every situation. When, we, when I started the group and we were wearing pasties and performing on stage, and, and Laura Caramella Johnson came into the group and she said, I'm not going to wear pasties. And I said, okay, well, the group's not going to wear pasties anymore. That's it. So we totally <laughs> turned it around and went in a different direction and made it more pop and more of a singing group and less burlesque. And so the group has morphed into so many different things throughout the years, depending on, you know, who I found to come into it. Um, so uh, one of the things you said, a requirement, is you have to be able to sing and dance. Now, what's yeah. the the skill level of sing and dance you have to do? Because, you know, everybody, you know, mama tells them they can sing and dance. Really I know. Well. It's hard. Well, you really need to be able to blend and, and hold harmonies because, um, you know, the group does sing in, in, in three- to four-part harmony, so... That's an important thing. And, you know, picking up choreography and dancing, it can be really, really hard, and you have to be trained and have have some experience. But, I am I mean, I'm willing to train people, too. I've done that before. So I'm pretty open-minded. <laughs> so how would you dress to come to this audition? Because I know usually, you know, dancers go to the audition and just like little ratty leotards or something, or yeah. just they come glammed up like a glamazon. Well, you know, they could, I, I mean, hair and makeup is always, it's always good to have your hair and makeup done, uh, no matter what, and um, uh, not necessarily glammed up. I mean, they want to be comfortable because they're going to be dancing, but, um, you know, showing showing a little skin never hurts. It's just uh And so you are no longer performing, and you moved in the position as, Manager, yeah, and um, I, I mentioned in the opening it's because you had a surgery. So how are you feeling going um, in the position of manager? Do you kind of miss performing? I do. I miss performing a lot. It's really, really hard, but it's something that I, you know, it couldn't be helped. So, um, you know, it's like, hard did you because... get an in- injury from years and years of dancing and performing or something. Yeah. Well, I had I got tumors in both of my feet from dancing in high heels. Oh, oh wow. so sad. I know. And dancing has always been like my first love. I love to sing too, but I love dancing more than anything. So it, you know, it, it was really tough. But I, you know, I want to keep the group going, and I think that getting getting the name out there and and getting girls performing, it's just would be better than hanging up, you know, hanging up my shoes. <laughs> Will we ever ever be able to perform again, or no? It's a wrap. 
I don't think so. I think I've aged myself out, kind of like Menudo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, I, if I'm not going to cast anyone over 30, then I definitely can't cast myself. <laughs> right. So um, the auditions, is it an open call, or do you have to email and make an appointment? Yeah, well, I'm taking, I'm making appointments. So I'm asking people to email me at ladyfinger at theglamazons.com. And then when they email, do you have to email anything specific, like a, a pictures or yeah, a resume? a picture and resume and a video clip if you have one. I know a lot of people don't have don't have them, but it's so easy nowadays to, you know, just even sync something to your phone and, and, and videotape that real quick because um, I am screening um, the girls before I audition them. And then they'll come in and sing, and we'll have a dance call as well. And we should say that the auditions are in New York, so yes, for ladies yes. that are out of town, they just don't have a chance, they still email anyway. Well, I, I would love to give them a chance, but unfortunately I don't have the budget to, you know, fly them back and forth and all, right, so do all that stuff. So it really, you really have to live in New York to do it. Yeah, and to just rehearse and, and yeah. practice too. Yeah. So do you have anything else coming up that we can be on the lookout for? Um, well, just uh, the website, theglamazons.com. Um, any shows will be posted on there. And um, just looking to get, you know, to get a new vibe together and and break out again. So <laughs> watch out. <laughs> And tell us the official website of the Glamazons. It's theglamazons.com. And you're on Facebook and Twitter. Yes, the Glamazons on on Twitter. It's, it's at the Glamazons and Facebook slash the Glamazons. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm sure oh, you're welcome. Find, thank you. I'm sure you'll find some some fresh hot talent to keep yes. to keep it going. <laughs> yes. And continue success. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And thank you to all of our fabulous guests this evening. Tune in next week and we'll have more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on the show or being a guest, visit the website at plusmodelradio.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join our fan page on Facebook and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.